Jones. Oh my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod, where we carve the cream off the cusp of betting markets so you collect a cascading commodity of cash. Jimmy Buckley with you on this Thursday, November the 17th, just days out now from the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, which has come around obscenely quickly to my eye as I introduce the great Ken Rutherford. Welcome, Ken. Yes, good day. Jimmy, it's uh, it has come along very quickly, hasn't it? It's uh, all the attention's been on the EPL and other leagues in Europe, I guess, and uh, now we're in the middle of we're about to start a World Cup and be in the middle of an absolute festival feast of of the round ball game. And looking forward to it. I, I'm still not quite haven't quite got the buzz yet of a of a World Cup. I don't know if it's because it's in Qatar or if it's later in the year. Normally, of course, it's halfway through the year after the European leagues have completed around June, July, uh, so maybe just the whole rescheduling of the, this year's World Cup, but look, all the, the top cream are, are in action, aren't they? The, looking at the top goal scorer markets, you've got Kane, Mbappe, Messi, Benzema, Ronaldo, Neymar, etc. All the top dogs are there. Frankly, I'm, I'm still probably a little bit surprised that, that we got to this point. I, I must admit, when, uh, when Russia and then Qatar were handed the 2018 and 2022 World Cups, respectively, I... I think I just figured that it would be taken off Qatar at some point. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, they've managed to retain it and uh, FIFA got their way. So there you go. The conversations still go on, don't they, about mm. uh, how the whole process did unfold back, I think, in about 2010, I think it was. And uh, yeah, there's a fair bit of uh, finger-pointing going on at the moment, isn't it, in terms of uh, who got what. Brown paper bag uh, worth of money. Mm. Uh, but unfortunate. But uh, look, let's, let's concentrate on the football for the next five weeks. We we regally entertained. Yeah, we shall be, uh, and certainly looking forward to it. Actually, finally getting onto these air conditioned pitches in the middle of the desert. Uh, let's run through the groups, I suppose. Ken, we, we we've got uh, thirty two teams for possibly the last time. I think they're going to forty eight next time around, if you can believe it. Which. Uh, must be good news for New Zealand, at the very least. Well, we'll probably have to play Tahiti or the Solomon Islands <laughs> in the final of the Oceania group, Jimmy. So that's going to be a big contest, uh, but it probably is good for New Zealand. But boy, it's it's a lot of a lot of teams, isn't it? a lot of matches, and maybe sometimes uh, excess isn't always the best. But let's let's see how it plays out. I would agree with that. Now, Group A: the Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, and Qatar. Netherlands a dollar fifty warm favourites to win Group A. Ecuador and Senegal both at five dollars fifty. We've got that uh, injury cloud hanging over Sadio Mane, of course, and then Qatar, the hosts, are thirteen dollars. What do you make of this one, Ken? Yeah, pretty keen on Holland in that one. Obviously, James dollar fifty. You mentioned uh, they they should get through, and they should get through and win. When that group uh, quite convincingly, I think, as we go through these eight groups in some haste, I, th- I think, uh, you could probably take a multi around the Dutch into maybe Brazil, into maybe someone like Belgium as well, who I think will probably win their, their, their groups and, and, and multi it into, into a nice price. But like Holland under Van Hal, I think it's his third time in charge of the Netherlands at a World Cup. 
playing well. They're probably the form side, actually, of all the European teams with all the Nation League, Nations League games, etc. They've been playing the last 12 months. They are the form side. Ecuador, good side. Difficult to break down defensively. Excellent. Uh, there'll be no big scoring matches against Ecuador. They'll be tight uh, tactical affairs. And Senegal, you mentioned Mane there as being their big injury cloud and the, the, the question mark hovers over his participation. That will be absolutely key. But when you look at the, the Senegal side and you look at the clubs they play for in Europe, some of their players, they are really talented players and, and arguably the pick of the teams from Africa. And uh, no doubt hoping to take inspiration from the 2002 Senegalese team, which I think made it through to the last eight and beat France on the opening night. They did, and there's there's often a, an upset or two early on, isn't there? And uh, maybe we can talk about what might happen in the first round of matches. Um, I remember a few years ago, West Germany losing to Algeria, so that must have been in the 80s if it was, if it was West Germany. Um, there's, there's always an, there's always a team, and there's always a favoured team who doesn't quite perform. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you my take on who I don't think will perform later on. And Ecuador, uh, too, will briefly mention uh, somewhat lucky to be there after a little bit of a scandal emerged in terms of they were playing, uh, I believe, two players potentially who were actually Colombian and they forged their birth certificates, I'm pretty sure, uh, to sneak them into the side. In any event, they retained their place. They were the surprise packets of the South American qualifying and well done to them. Group B, which is one that very much interests me, England... $1.36 $1.36 favourites to win this group. The USA and Wales, $6 a piece. And Iran, $15. What do you think here, Ken? I think Iran are no chance. And I, I don't say that flippantly because it's fairly obvious to say the no chance because they're at $15 to to get out of Group B and make it to the second round. But I, I've actually did a bit of research on, on Iran's performances over the last couple of years and they haven't done that well, quite frankly. They've beaten some of the teams like Iraq uh, by one goal. Um, they lost to Bahrain by one goal earlier this year. So I, I think Iran will struggle. Um, the one big plus factor for Iran is that Carlos Coroz is their manager. He's got a great reputation, of course, ex-Man United, and he's coached a lot internationally, Egypt and other sides, Colombia and Portugal. So he knows his stuff, but they'll struggle. England, you think you'd think will qualify? They should. They should win the group. A dollar thirty-six. The odds are short enough. But um, look, it's a flip of the coin if you like the states or Wales. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you here, Ken. I think I think almost my favourite play heading into this entire World Cup is the USA to qualify from that group, paying two dollars. Uh, they actually have a pretty handy yeah, squad do. on paper. In, in fact, they probably have the the deepest squad they've ever taken to a World Cup in terms of players that feature in in major leagues across Europe, uh, and, and quite a number of those players in the English Premier League at the moment. Leeds United have a couple. You've uh, got Christian Pulisic, of course. Chelsea. He plays for Chelsea. Mm. Uh, very, very handy striker. He might look to have a pretty handy World Cup. Uh, they're not a bad-looking team. Wales, I mean, Wales are fairly lucky to be there. They needed yeah. uh, a, a two-way playoff, I think it was, against Ukraine, Ukraine. to get through. And... Uh, I mean, Gareth Bale is certainly the man that team's built around. He's been uh, trying to get some fitness up over in the States, playing for the LA Football Club. And, uh, yeah, the USA and Wales, they play very early on in the piece, which I think is going to give us uh, a fairly good indicator as to how this group's going to play out. 
Yeah, I agree. That's it's it's, it's almost the, the key matches in, in the first round for both uh, the states and for Wales. They play each other uh, next Tuesday morning Australian time, six a.m. So they'll be worth getting up early before work to to watch that one. I see Gareth Bale's in the squad. No surprise. Aaron Ramsey is, is there as well. A number of older players uh, in general in the Welsh t- team. Look, they'll be worthy uh, opponents. They certainly give 110%, but whether they have the quality to, to beat a team like the United States who do have quality, um, I think that's another another thing. So your even money shout about uh, the States getting out of Group B could be a good one, mate. Yeah, pretty keen on that one. Now Group C... Argentina, dollar and forty cents to qualify from this group. Mexico, six dollars. Poland, six dollars, and Saudi Arabia, twenty six dollars. I was I was trying to find a reason to back Poland here. I really was. Um, Lewandowski obviously is their key player, but they've also got some other really good players playing throughout the European leagues and uh, playing with some of the better clubs. But they're a bit older. Um, I'll say this about a few of the sides. Actually, you've got a number of players who are hanging on. And some of the more fancy teams, uh, Poland, of course, aren't one of the more fancy teams. But at around six dollars to to make it out of Group C, they are some kind of each way hope or some kind of chance at odds. Argentina one point four to get out. They should get out, and they probably might pick if I was going to be asked to to win the whole tournament. James, to be honest, they're at about six dollars and fifty cents to win it. Um, really fancy them. They've got a hugely talented squad, as we, as we know, and with a lot of depth. So I'd probably go Mexico to be the other team to get out of that um, out of that group. They tend to do that. I think they're, they're on a, a good run now. I don't know exactly how much it is. It might be seven or eight World Cups in a row where they've qualified from the group. Yeah. So they know at the very least how to navigate the group stages. And, and again, they're bringing a pretty handy squad into this one. Re Poland, I agree with you there. Lewandowski's class. I suspect he might have a little bit too much to do uh, in terms of getting them through this group and... As for Argentina, well, they're just absolute class. They haven't they haven't lost a game mm. for, I think, over a couple of years now. They're the full side of the world, really. Just looking at uh, that Group C and the schedule of matches, again, the key match for Mexico and Poland was their first one. They do play each other. 265 Mexico, $3 the draw, and 280 about Poland. You'd think that a draw would be a good bet in a game like that because it might be a cagey affair, both sides... You know, first game of the tournament, they might just be a bit more defensively minded, but maybe that's not the way to go. When you look at it as being potentially a, a shootout between those two sides to qualify, maybe the um, you know, the team that plays a more attractive, more positive brand of football could be the one who takes the most benefit from it. But another key game in the first round of this World Cup. Yeah, that will be fascinating. Now, Group D, the one we all have our eye on. France, $1.50 favourites to get through here. Then Denmark, $3.25. Australia, $14. And Tunisia, $21. And the first group where there's really two clear-cut favourites, I suppose, to progress. Yeah, there are. Look, I'm going to ask you the question, James. Australia, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I've, I've looked at their team and maybe compared it to, compare it to other sides of Gonda World Cups, in particular that team you had in the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. That was a good side. Yeah. How does this one rate? Uh, they're not quite at that level. I think it's it's fair to say. I don't mean to be a, a doomsayer or uh, cast uh, doubt over their credentials at this World Cup. Look, uh, I suspect I speak for a lot of Australians when I say we're just delighted to be there. This is this is three bonus games on the world stage that uh, I don't think any of us expected. 
certainly uh, not halfway through the qualifying process. Mm. Uh, this is, I mean, it is it is so tough. 2006, we, we went there and we got through the group. Mm. Uh, that was absolutely phenomenal. Peak Socceroos, you know. We probably don't quite have the depth that can match it with the likes of, I mean, this is a tough group. France, Denmark and even Tunisia yep. uh, are not going to be easy. No, not. There, there is a huge golf in class. I mean, to be fair... I don't like to say this, but to be fair, Peru probably should have beaten us mm. uh, in that in that playoff game. They looked a bit more enterprising going forward, I thought, for the majority of that game. They hit the post in extra time. They just seemed to crumble when it mattered, Peru. And mm. then you, you kind of got the feeling in that shootout that the Socceroos had something in them to progress. Peru were very arrogant going into that game. They were. And that's probably undone them in the end, whereas one thing the Socceroos, you know, is that they're going to stand up, they're going to fight, yep. and they're going to be physical, and they're going to do everything that they can. Whether or not they've got the uh, technical ability mm. to navigate three games of football and pull themselves probably a minimum of four points, they might need uh, five or six to get through this group. I'm not, I'm not quite so sure. First match is against France, which is probably a good thing, really, to, to catch the French on the hop, potentially. Uh, $1.25 France, Australia $12.575 if you fancy the draw. That's at 9am next Tuesday morning, no, Wednesday morning, uh, Australian time. So a good a good opportunity to watch France in action, who I think might struggle a bit. All's not well in the French camp. Deschamps is still there. They, they do believe this will be his last... Hurrah, depending on how they go, I suppose. If they do win it, he'll probably keep going, but I'm not so sure. A few egos in that French side too, James. Defending champions, they're missing. Uh, Pogba's not playing. I think Kante's been ruled out. And I get the impression that Mbappe mm. is, uh, like you mentioned, an ego and, and a, maybe a difficult one to play with. It's kind of a bit like the my way or the highway. Uh, I have absolutely no ideas how well he gets on with, uh, with Didier Deschamps. Mm. Um, whether or not we're seeing the new era of France and it's going to be Mbappe-led and, I guess, managed by whoever comes in next. But mm. you're right, and they do have a habit of kind of performing very well at one World Cup and then absolutely imploding at the next. The, the results this year make some uh, interesting and surprising reading, actually. France uh, played the Ivory Coast first up in 2022, 1-2-1, went to South Africa, won 5-0. In a friendly, played Denmark in this Nations League. They lost two one at home, and then they lost two 0 later on to Denmark in Copenhagen. So that's interesting because Denmark, of course, uh, their major opponent in Group D. They won one Croatia, won one Austria, lost one 0 to Croatia, and beat Austria two 0 So uh, look, the results have been indifferent when you consider. And compare them to someone like Holland this season, who have, this year have gone really, really well. So, I, I I think the first match against Australia is actually a very important one for France. They'll want to mm. play well, score score three, four goals, not give up any, and get away to a really good start. If they don't do that, and they then they fumble their lines and win by one goal or even a nil nil draw, something like that, which would be great for Australia. I could see the French really struggling to to play a part, a big part of this World Cup, which would be a real surprise considering the talent they've got on their side. Now, Denmark, $3.25 to win that group. There must be some value there, Ken. Yeah, there is. And if, conversely, if you look at Denmark's form recently, it's 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 pretty good. I, I thought they had a better year last Euro 2020 than they had. They actually just 
just made out of their group, to be fair. And then they they did win a couple more matches. But the quality throughout their side, very well managed. Uh, one of those sides that you kind of don't know much about, but they do play very well. They've got a, a smaller pool of players at, at that level, um, but I think that's a good thing in their case, whereby they're reliant on, say, a squad of 13 or 14 rather than trying to trying to pick between superstars, which is a problem for the likes of France and Argentina and Brazil. You've got to leave players out who could easily be playing. So I think you'll find Denmark are a really good hope to, to get through from Group D and could potentially even win that group. I reckon they're, they're going to be up for this. They, they seem to have timed their run very, very nicely. And with France vulnerable, and they're clearly uh, class above Australia and Tunisia. It's, it's a really important... Uh, Group Group D to either win it or to run second. It's a big big difference. If it, if you run second in Group D, you're very likely to be playing Argentina in, in the second round. If you manage to, to win that group, the chances are you'll be playing someone like Poland or Mexico. So it's a massive difference. So that match between France and Denmark at group stage level is going to be absolutely vital. Right. So if the Socceroos get through, we'd probably play Argentina. There we go. Well... You, you, we, we're thinking Argentina, one of the former sides, they'll get yeah. through. They should win every game, potentially, in the group stages. That's what I'm thinking anyway. They should win Group C, so that they'll play the second-place team in Group D. So it's likely to be either France or Denmark. On to the second half of the draw, Group E. Spain $1.91, Germany $2, and then Japan 13 bucks, and Costa Rica $51. Well, there you go. I mean, two of the absolute heavyweights of this competition land in the same group. And whenever we think about World Cups, we, 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 we think about Germany, don't we? we? We know that they tend to play above themselves at World Cups and, and, and play really, really well. And, and their form leading into this has been mixed. Um, they've now gone to a couple of younger players and included them in the squad, and they're going to be very key for the Germans at this World Cup. $1.91, as you said, Spain and to, get to, to win the group. And two dollars around Germany, Japan at thirteens, and Costa Rica fifty-one. So, look, you'd think Japan and Costa Rica are making up the numbers, but you never know. Japan, in particular, are a side who probably get underrated. We know how we know the struggles that Australia have had in the, in the Asian group qualifying against Japan over the years. Japan have technically a very good side, very quick. Um, so I wouldn't put it past Japan to cause an upset and maybe have a draw against the likes of Spain or Germany, but. The game again in Group E between Spain and Germany when they do meet each other, which is on Monday morning of November the 27th. That's going to be the vital one in terms of seeing who does progress one and two from Group E. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute belt. So, Ken, if Spain do win that group, they play the second-place finisher in Group F. That's right. Who are likely to be Croatia or Belgium. So we're going to get to that group next so it's an absolutely vital there yeah. for Spain or Germany to to see who actually wins that group, and yeah. to get potentially an easier an easier assignment through to the, to the quarterfinals. That's a tough quadrant of the draw. That so Belgium a dollar seventy three Group F favourites Croatia three dollars the runners up four years ago, Morocco nine dollars and Canada eleven dollars. Plenty of talk around Belgium, Ken. Uh, I guess as to whether or not they can finally cash in on this golden era of players. That they have are they uh, are they the team to beat? You think in that group at least? They are. They definitely are. And the odds suggested at a dollar seventy three to win uh, Group F, but Croatia are a good side. They've got some good World Cup pedigree. Um, that team in nineteen ninety eight, I think it was, a great side who who competed there and went a long way. Good record in these sort of knockout tournaments. 
Morocco at nine dollars in Canada, who were the form side of the of the North American uh, qualifying group. Uh, their their recent form was outstanding, and they'll be technically strong, and they'll be well organised and technically terrific. So I wouldn't discount Canada too to cause an upset, maybe get a draw against one of the better sides along the way. But certainly on on form and in terms of the quality of of the sides, you'd expect Belgium to get through and best win that group, but. Lukaku's coming off an injury, uh, no guarantee he's going to be playing in the first round and up front that does that leaves a big hole, doesn't it? It does, it leaves a huge hole. He's the kind of fella that uh, they could just about park up there in the box and, and I would have thought pick off maybe quite a lot of goals, especially against the likes of Morocco and, and Canada. But having said that, I mean, they, they, do have, they do have class across the park, Belgium. It's just a matter of can they all... Gel and click yeah. at the right moment in time. I was, I was just going to say that gel is the key word there. They they have a a bit like the French. They have this ability to self destruct at times if things aren't going quite that well. Uh, Roberto Martinez has been the glue, hasn't he, in terms of his management style? He's just seems to work very well with with within that environment. But there are a few egos there that need to be stroked at times, and uh, he seems to know how to do that. Um, but if they do start well, they get through the. The group stage, look out. They could be a side to go a long way. Brilliant manager, Roberto Martinez. Uh, group G, and we get the World Cup favourites here, Brazil, $1.40 to win this group. Serbia, $6, Switzerland, $6, and Cameroon, $17. So, I mean, you look at that, we're going to have uh, one and possibly two very good teams miss out on the group stages. Yeah, look, in Switzerland have done well in recent World Cups, haven't they? They've been a, a bit of a surprise package. Um, they're a side who, again, I was talking about Denmark having a smallish pool of players. Switzerland's probably got an even smaller uh, pool of players to, to draw from. So their match against Serbia, which is the last match of the Group G schedule on um, December the 3rd Australian time on Saturday, um, that's going to be key, Serbia v Switzerland. You'd think Brazil get through. Their squad is, look, it's just littered with uh, great players. Um, so they sh- they should get through. $1.40 multied into a couple of those other prizes we gave earlier, maybe the Dutch and the, Argent- the Argentinians. Uh, multi those three in and get a nice price around that particular uh, coupon. Uh, that could be the way to go. So Serbia and Switzerland fighting it out. But Cameroon, look, Roger Miller, what World Cup was that? 1994 might have been. Um, dancing around the corner flag. Cameroon have uh, a bit of pedigree in this competition as well, so don't be shocked if they can play a part. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting group. Uh, certainly an interesting battle for second spot, although we do mention France capable of imploding. I suspect Brazil may be capable of imploding. Not, not that I'm saying it's going to happen, but we'll see. Well, their first game is a difficult one for Brazil. They're playing Serbia next Friday morning. Be a good game, that. Serbia are a good side, technically very, very strong. And you look at the Serbian squad, they're all playing for the top teams around Europe. I mean, they're good players. So don't be shocked if Serbia gets something from that match. But but look, we, 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 you've got to look at it on form. You've got to look at it on the quality of the squads. And you've got to think Brazil will, will get through and, and win that group. But don't be shocked, as I say. There's a bit of quality at Serbia. There's a lot of quality about Switzerland and even Cameroon. They've got that big physical aspect to the way they play. They won't take any prisoners. You've got to think in that game, Serbia just goes after Neymar from the outset. I mean, the Blake's are, like, let's be frank, the Blake's a bit of a cat, mm. you know. Yeah. He's clearly got talent and ability, but uh, you can knock him around pretty easily, I think, and, and that's 
probably going to be key to the game plan, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's up to his teammates to protect him as well. Group H. Now, this is a fascinating little group as well. Portugal, your favourite there, $1.62. Uruguay, $2.80. Then Ghana, 11 bucks, And South Korea, 12 bucks. To my eye, Ken, Portugal, I think, may be a shade skinny there with an ageing and uh, fairly petulant Cristiano Ronaldo. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Look, a lot's been made of uh, that uh, little photo opportunity in the Portuguese uh, dressing room the other day when uh, Bruno Fernandes looked to shake Ronaldo's hand and, of course, all this latest uh, furore over Ronaldo and his future at Manchester United. So there was a suggestion there that things weren't too flash in the dressing room, but that's since been discounted. And and the one thing about Ronaldo is he is professional. I mean, he's a total, thorough professional and he's... So fit and he's so keen to see his country do well. So I, I, I believe Portugal have got a good chance to, to go on a bit of a run. Uh, in saying that, uh, one of my bets, long-term bets for the World Cup is to see Uruguay do quite well. That at 2.8 to, to win uh, that particular group, Group H, uh, I think they're a chance to do that. They've, they've got that hardcore experience with the likes of Cavani and uh, Suarez, etc. But they've got some good young players. Nunez, of course, who's at uh, Liverpool. Bentancur, who's at Spurs, and is one of their key midfield players. And Valverde, who's at Real Madrid. And they've got a number, number of other young players as well who just just ooze excitement. So I think Uruguay are going to be a good side to watch at this World Cup. And I think they're half a chance to, to, to win Group H. Ghana, I'm going to pot them completely. I think they're <laughs> absolutely no hope. And they could give up a few goals. I looked at their scores the last uh, 12 to 18 months. I mean, they're flat out beating the Camors and Madagascar, quite frankly, uh, let alone Portugal, Uruguay and South Korea. Look, South Korea will try hard. Uh, injury issue around Son, whether he plays or not. He's got a, a fractured eye socket, which can't be too flash if you've got a few elbows of defenders in your face. Mm. So South Korea will, maybe their fortunes will rise and fall on, on Son's availability. So it could come down to that match between Portugal and Uruguay on the 29th of November has been the key one. One fascinating storyline that I will throw at you for Group H, mm-hmm. Ghana versus Uruguay. Now, the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, you may remember, Ghana played Uruguay, and it might have been the round of 16 game, perhaps. To that deliberate handball on and the line. And then Suarez threw his arm up yes, and uh, deliberately time. handballed uh, a header that was going in for Ghana, which would have sent them through. Yeah, they went, went to, to the penalties, penalties, Uruguay they, won. Correct. I can tell you right now, Ghana yep. will have that at the absolute forefront of their mind going into the game against Uruguay. Well and that spotted. will be interesting. No, I, remember that, they, I do remember that game now. That yeah, will be Diego Forlan was there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, He was an underrated player. He's very, very talented. He got better as he got older, I think. It's probably fair to say. Yeah, and I think he's one of the top goal scorers of that World Cup too, 2010. Yeah. I think he got... Who actually was the top goal scorer in 2010? Thomas Muller. Ah, there you with go. With five goals. Yeah, Forlan once scored a few goals in that World Cup. Yeah. Uh, underrated. Good player for United. Good player. He was very good. He was very good. Uh just quickly, Ken, we might as well run through. So the World Cup winner market with Neds, $4.50. Yep. Brazil is your favourite there. Argentina, 6 bucks. France, $8. England, $9. Spain, $9. Germany, 12 bucks. Belgium, $13. And then Holland, $13. Portugal at 17 bucks leads off the rest there. How do we play this one? 
Well, throw the stumps is Holland. I think they're a chance at odds of those double-figure teams. They'll be the one I'll be backing there. Do I really think they'll win the World Cup? Look, 74 and 78 were their best chances. Um, great sides. I mean, that the start of the 74 World Cup, wasn't that 90 seconds of absolute and thorough? You know, you just, you're transfixed, James. Yeah. Jack Taylor, the English referee. Cruyff goes on a run down the left-hand side of the penalty box. Bertie votes. Of course, who did he manage? Celtic or Rangers? One of those, didn't he? Bertie votes. Yeah, right. It's a bit before my time, Ken. The right fullback for uh, West Germany in those days. Cruyff gets taken over. Yeah. And a penalty in the first 90 seconds, Jack Taylor, at Munich, at the old Olympic <laughs> Stadium in 1974, of course, the Olympics, at Munich in 72. Vast stadium. Yeah. And Johan Nieskens comes up and converts the penalty in the first 90 seconds for the Dutch, 1-0 up. And of course, Paul Breitner scored a penalty for West Germany and Gerd Muller. Der Bomber scored for the Germans as well to win 2-1. Great Dutch side. <laughs> Go and look at that Dutch side. Yeah. And they had a really good side in 78 when they lost 3-1 in the final to the home side, Argentina. So their, their, their generation was the 70s. Yeah, total football. Total football. Um, they're a chance. Yeah, they are a chance. I think Van Howell will weave some magic there. But I've looked at a market which Neds have got, James, and it's the winning continent. And when you said before, Brazil at $5 and Argentina at $6, imagine being able to take both and, and even throw in Uruguay yeah. and Ecuador. And there must be someone on the other no, side it. as well. No, we it? took Peru's place. So that well, that's right, <laughs> Peru's place. So at two sixty-three, $2.63, you can back both yeah. or three sides, so, or four sides. Um, the European market there was a dollar forty-four, which I thought was a bit short. I, th- I thought two sixty-three, and if I was uh, put on the spot, I actually think Argentina are probably the better chance of those two sides, Brazil or Argentina. So that's what I'm thinking. I would thoroughly agree with that. Messi's last World Cup, and we have, uh, in a way, you kind of heard that before, but uh, this is the one. I think they've uh, had a nice little five-nil win overnight against UAE as well. Like I said, they're unbeaten in Fairdinkham about two and a half years. Yeah. The only team really. That's troubled Brazil over that period as well. Uh, and, and that's a terrific bet, Ken. I mean, you, you're a very, very strong chance of having all four South American sides qualify from the group stages at the very least. And there will be European casualties along the way. Well, there will be. Um, the only thing is if France do run second in their group, then they will play Argentina in the second round. Then it does get difficult, doesn't it? Um, so let's, let's wait and see what happens. But... I just think Argentina are a huge chance. And if you look at the goal scorer market, I don't know if we're going to look at that, James, but let's have a quick yep. look. Yeah, I've got it here. Harry Kane, the favourite uh, for England there at $8. Mbappe, $9. Messi, $10.50. Karim Benzema, $11. The uh, player of the year, I think. The reigning mm. Balloon d'Or yes. winner. Cristiano Ronaldo, 13 bucks. Neymar, 13 bucks. Lukaku with that injury cloud, 15 bucks, And then uh, Lautaro Martinez and uh, Memphis Depay, $21 lead off the rest. What are your thoughts here? Uh, one of those last names, uh, Martinez from Argentina. Scored as many goals as Messi in qualifying uh, for Argentina, seven goals. Um, the key there is who takes the penalties and free kicks from around the, around the penalty box. That's rather key. We know Messi probably will take those for Argentina, so I'm going to talk against myself here. Maybe that's why he's... Considerably shorter in public sentiment as well, of course. But uh, Martinez, good player, into Milan, scores goals. I thought around 20 to 1 is a terrific, terrific bit in that, in that market. And one thing I will say too is Argentina get to play Saudi Arabia, who are yep. one of the weaker uh, sides in this World Cup. And if not the weakest, then probably bottom three or four teams. And they could well rack up a score early on. 
Well, and if you look at previous winners of the Golden Boot of the World Cup, there's a great name from the 94 World Cup in the United States, Oleg Selenko, <laughs> the Russian, the Russian striker. He, he, he was the equal uh, top Golden Boot with six goals with uh, Haristo Stoichkov, ex-Barcelona, of course, played what for Bulgaria, left foot, great left foot, Stoichkov, great player. But they tied it, and Selenko, of course... Got five goals in one game. Yeah, Russia beat Cameroon six one, and Sri Lanka got five of them. So, and that could happen. You did right against the likes of Saudi Arabia. Um, I wouldn't say Iran actually. I think Iran defensively will be pretty well organised. Qatar, you know, Memphis Depay might get a, a hatful against Qatar for Holland. Uh, often it comes down to that. Paolo Rossi won the Golden Boot in ninety in eighty two in Spain, and he got a hat trick against Brazil. So. Watch out, punters, for this one. Do a bit of research in the preliminary matches. See which of these top sides, like Brazil, Argentina and others, are playing some of the so-called minnows and where it could be a bit of a bath. Yeah, and, and I reckon back four or five of them. Yeah, dead right. You can do that, mate, can't you? Now, just quickly, Mick Bennett's tips. He's written a World Cup preview on racingandsports.com, which uh, you should go and check out. But he likes Brazil at $5 and Argentina at $6.50 as the outright winners. He's going to back both of them. Spain to win their group at $1.90. Uruguay to win their group at $2.80. And then Mexico and Serbia to both progress to the round of 16. They're paying $1.90 each. Ken, what's your, uh, your best for the World Cup? My best, I'll go for to, to reach the quarterfinals. Uruguay at $3. I think they'll progress to at least the quarterfinals and uh, and then they could even go further, actually. Uh, stage of elimination, I'm having a throw at the stumps here. Two bets on France. Uh, not to get through the group stage at $9, but more likely to get through the group stage but to only make it to the second round and to get defeat in the second round at $3.25. Like Argentina, like Martinez, top goal scorer, like the winning continent bet there, South mm. America at two dollars and sixty three cents. I mean that's that's setting the scene, and no doubt we'll get into the match by match markets uh, as this World Cup progresses, James. But really looking forward to it. It's uh, it's a feast of football. It's great. It's just the the best event every four years. I think I'm more excited now than I was thirty five minutes ago, Ken. So that's uh, that's something. Uh, my best, the USA to progress from their group, paying two dollars. We'll leave it there. Enjoy the next month or so of action and just try and get sleep whenever you can because it's going to be a bit of a challenge, I think, over the next three or four weeks. We'll be back again later this week with a special podcast before the weekend. And until then, happy punting.